different points of view and highs and lows a new perspective everywhere you go open up your mind drown out the noise and see if this connected and see if this connected What's up, fam? The mission of this connected podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, highlight the perspective of our various guests, and you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad. Thanks for that intro, Tony. As usual, producer Tony gives us our intro. And fam, I have a guest for you today. Right here, sitting next to me. Well, if you're listening to this on the Spotify, you can't really see him. But I have Archie LaSalle. From this group. He started, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. To join us to talk about, well, we're just going to... We're just going to catch up because we haven't seen each other in how long? I was like, that was many years. Um, yeah, it might have been seven years ago. Maybe, well, actually, maybe even 10 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was I think it was when I when I first started ministry, I was like looking for people. And I remember reaching out to people at Sacred Heart and from, you know, Riverside Vicariate. And I'm like, hey, how do you guys do ministry? You know, and and. I saw you guys, and I was like, man, this guy has hair, he has the look, he could sing, he has every single talent I don't have. I got to find out what is secret, because you guys are putting out content, you guys are doing ministry that was amazing. Thank so, you, thank you. Yeah. So what, 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 where have you been? You know, that's like a really good question, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, well, like in the last... Well, where have I been? So where do I start? Well, like w- when we met, you know, it, it might have been at one of our praise and worship nights. Like we used to do XLTs. And um, I think on that particular night, I was behind the drums, yeah. you know. So i um, been really, really fortunate to just be involved in ministry and do music ministry. And um, yeah, I don't know. Where, where have I been? So, like, in the last few years, well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is uh, Archie. Yeah, tell us about yourself, because I didn't have the bio. I totally didn't have your bio. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tell us who you are. Tell us about yourself. Sure, sure. So, um, my name is Archie, and I was a youth minister for about almost 11 years with the Diocese of San Bernardino, and um, I was the youth minister at St. Catharines in Riverside. And in that ministry, um, we did a lot, you know, like I was really blessed to have volunteers who were really, really talented, way more talented than I was, you know, to uh, work social media, to, to be on different platforms and, and, and just to reach out to like people like in, in, in different ways. So, you know, um, you kind of mentioned a little bit about how, you know, we were really heavy, like on Instagram and, and other uh, platforms. Um, I think I remember one of the, one of my favorite platforms that we ever were on was, uh, was probably Vine. Like if you remember (laughs) Vine, so like, you know, 10 years ago, seven years ago, Vine was still like really, really new. It's kind of like the original TikTok. So, um, we used to put out content, like just advertising, like, Hey, the church is here. 
you know, the church isn't just a stationary building. Like it's something that's living, it's breathing and it's, and it's, and it's waiting for you. In fact, you know, it's not a church that actually waits for you. It's a church that like goes out to you, you know? And so, um, my core team, my core members, my volunteers, they, um, they're able to put their skills to use and, 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 and reach out to, uh, to high school kids that way. Yeah. You guys during that time and still, uh, Riverside Vicariate, um, in Diocese of San Bernardino has always been in the forefront of, of new things. And I remember just seeing this come up on Instagram and on Vine. And I'm like, look at these Protestants. I mean, they're doing amazing things. And then yeah. someone tells me, he's like, no, they're Catholics. I thought, what? Yeah. They're, they're Catholic? It's like, Catholics can do that? I mean, you guys were like literally stepping outside of the box. Now, what was the inspiration of doing that? You know, we just saw media as something that we were really into. You know, this is like when YouTube was actually really starting to blow up and get big and we're, and, and, and personalities were coming out of it, you know? Um, and we, we saw that as an opportunity. Well, like if kids are identifying with these people, you know, like let's, let's help them identify with like the church, you know, like we need to put ourselves out there because we're, we're just as quirky, you know, we're, we're, we're just as nerdy, but like we're, you know, we're, we're, we're also very in love with Christ, you know? So wh- why not put that out there and have people see that it's okay to be, you know, just on fire for God or in love with God that, you know, we would display it and put it in front of millions of people. Now, did we ever get like a million views on our <laughs> channel? <laughs> um, like close, <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, but you know, we, we put it out there, you know, for, for anyone who, um, who would care to like listen or, or, or see it or give us a follow or even show up at one of our youth nights. So that was like kind of the inspiration. We just saw a platform where we could minister, you know, to like a broader audience, to like a, a lot more people. And again, you know, I, I have to give credit to uh, my volunteers, my core team, because, you know, I didn't know how like YouTube worked. I didn't, I never even <laughs> heard of Vine until, um, you know, one of my kids like showed me this really funny, like stop motion video of this guy, like in random things would appear like in his hands, you know? And, um, I said, man, we have to get on there. And I said, guys, if you know how to do it, like, let's do it. Like we'll produce content for it. That's that, that is literally evangelization. That's literally what they did. You know, it's a, if you look at the old Testament, everyone was in Jerusalem. Yeah. Then you got Paul. He decides, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out to the Gentiles. And you, he found a new medium. And you guys found that medium, and it's just amazing um, of how many people you've reached. People still talk about it to this day. Mm. Um, so um, I'm just so excited. I'm, I'm like giddy that, that you're here. It's like <laughs> you're here in the studio. And one, we're actually in studio. Yeah, and we're in studio. <laughs> like, can you imagine that? Like something, you know, I always thought about this day when we could like meet in person with like our good friends or just reconnect with people that we haven't seen in a long time. And you know, last year, I never thought that that was like really going to be a reality or a thing that could happen again, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm really glad that we're in that place now where we could actually gather, you know, and sit like face to face and like laugh and, and just feel each other's energy, you know? Um, I mean, it's, it's been great that technology brings us close and we've been having the zoom meetings, yeah. but you it's know, I want to say, yeah, I want, I want to, I want to, I want to feel like your presence. I want to see. I don't know. I just want to see you glisten, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, the, the Filipino thing. Yeah. yeah a little yeah. glossy. Yeah. Like, the, oh, like I'm a little glossy right there. That's a permanent gloss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But 
but one of the things one of the young people said to me, it's like, Mr. Arnell, it's like one of these things is you had mentioned one before that, um, that the Catholic Church is incarnate, like carne, like physically present. And he had said, I'm not feeling this Zoom. I'm not feeling uh, ministry over social media. I'm not feeling this ministry where I have to look at my computer because I can't feel people. I can't see people. Mm -hmm. I can't smell people. I can't smell the incense. I can't come close to Jesus on a screen. Um, and that's a reality in, in our faith. And some people, they have a great way of, of, of doing social media, but there has to be a point where we have to do this, where we have to come together. And, and I'm glad that you're, you got, we're, we're able to do this now, come together um, and, and talk to each other and feel each other's presence. I was watching a couple of the things, and we're going to talk about Sparrow a little bit later, but I was watching your guys' videos where you guys practice in the home. It's oh, literally home yeah. church, yeah. right? It's, it's yeah. home church. But I, I have to ask a couple of questions sure. because uh, Tony, producer Tony said to me, ask him this. And I'm like, why would I ask this? But I got to ask this. You know, you're a musician. He's a musician. I am not a musician. Best musician I could do is karaoke. But <laughs> but he, this is the only question he wanted to ask. So I'm going to ask it. It says, have you ever played what was that have you ever played a song and um you're halfway through and you were like midway wrong key yeah actually so yeah i have a funny story about that um back when i first started in music ministry about the same time um when i started uh youth ministry at saint Catharines, i used to i actually used to play bass guitar for uh chris australia you know chris australia <laughs> Like awesome, gotta talk about Chris. Yeah, like awesome guy, super super talented, really on fire for God, you know. Um, and he's had like a lot of experience and a lot of training, like in um, uh, music for music for and within the liturgy. So he's like a really well versed musician, right? Um, and he has like such like an, an awesome work ethic. And I remember like we were learning these songs and we were playing for. It was something for the city of San Bernardino, actually. So it, it wasn't necessarily a church event, but the city of San Bernardino actually invited the Chris Australia Music Ministry <laughs> to like open like the dedication of man. I like Chris, if you're watching, dude, like chime in and like put it in the comments, like like what it was. And I know you're gonna remember this, but um, it was a city event. We were invited. Uh, Aquinas High School like was also there, you know, and and their students like helped with like this whole like dedication thing uh, for the city, and I remember showing up like late, so I I missed the uh, the time to set up um, sound check and like just the final practice before we went on, and it literally as soon as I got there, I put my bass amp down and I plugged my guitar in, my bass guitar in. We had to start playing, and so like. I was at a key, like everyone was like on capo two and I didn't transpose the music and I was still like playing in the original key and I was just like playing with it and I was just like getting down and then I could just feel like Chris just like kind of looking at me or like he'd always like like turn his head and I'm like, why is he looking at me? He must be really feeling my baseline. I was like, okay. And then I finally realized, oh my gosh, I'm in the wrong key. And like I had to like, you know, uh, uh, take everything two steps up. You know, and 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 then finally, you know, we're like, all right, cool, we're like in the groove of things, but yeah. But but those are things, you know, in, in church and in everything, it's those errors and those mistakes, mm -hmm. forgivable, 
but most memorable, and those are the things you talk about for a lifetime. Yeah. But let's let's get to know about. Let's get a little bit. Um, let's get to know you a little bit. Yeah, because sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna hook up this hey, tea real quick, man. Because like you've been so nice to. I, I set up some tea. It's like yeah. I offered him coffee because I'm a coffee drinker. Yeah, you and guys gotta like, check this out, man. Look at this hospitality, man. This is how you could tell Arnell, pro ministry guy like That's he right. had like this whole spread and this isn't even all of it and in fact I'm, I'm gonna let everyone see it you think he just set up like four little tea bags for me like he he wanted to make sure <laughs> my voice is cracking he wanted to make sure that's why i need tea my voice is cracking but he wanted to make sure you know uh your boy was covered so he has all this like all this tea for me so this Dude, is my awesome. wife even said maybe he wants the ginger tea for your voice you know what you know what's crazy this is my favorite tea like i like this stuff is so good like yeah like this is this is the one that i'm yeah. definitely going ginger for. tea my wife is gonna boil of, you some tea yeah and oddly enough it's prince of peace tea Check prince of peace that's right prince yeah. of peace we're just having a good time here but uh, i actually you know i'm not much of a tea drinker i'm a coffee drinker from the from the uh, province of batangas in philippines mm -hmm. um all coffee no tea but um but yeah i asked him it's like hey did you want coffee for for, for the show and he's like no nah, i'm gonna be awake till like 2 a.m yeah yeah I'm coffee so puts me to sleep really coffee has the opposite effect on me but hey i want to ask you yeah what's one good thing that's happened to you this week one good thing that's happened to the oh wow that is that is a good question so well, one good thing that like happened to me um, this week is, I mean, other than, well, actually reconnecting with friends, you know, one, yeah. you, you know, being reconnected with you, but also two, um, this kid from UCR. And I, I always say kid because I, I, I met these people, you know, when they were still like 18, 19 years old. Um, he's now, I think, 23, maybe even 25. But um, he, he went on net ministry so mm -hmm. he started doing net ministry and he's been gone for like a year um and i haven't seen him maybe in like two years or something like that right so i was able to reconnect with him and i got to ask him you know about his experiences and he told me a lot but he said like the biggest takeaway that he had like in that whole time he was doing net ministry was really taking the time or dedicating time to prayer and like how prayer was something that was like integral to the part of 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 net ministry of being like you know a missionary of 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 taking care of you know these youth who are searching or thirsting for something mm -hmm. right he said the most important takeaway that i got from it was prayer not so much okay like i'm going to pray for uh, i mean of course like yeah pray for these uh, uh young people but to take time for my own personal prayer, just to be with God, have conversations with God. And that, that to me was something really, really, um, powerful because, you know, I don't know if, I don't know about you guys, but I've never had so much time to myself, like in this like last year. But if I were really to think about it, how much of that time did I just like selfishly spend on myself? Yeah. You know, like I'm now, I'm not so busy going to like, these family barbecues or like seeing concerts or hanging out with friends, you know, and I always made time for that. You know, I always made it a point to do that, but now I have this opportunity to make time and dedicate time to a lot time 
to give time to God and like reflecting on this last year, I don't think I spent enough time in prayer. Right. And like that just that just hit me. Like that just was like such a big gut check, you know? But as as much as it was kinda like, oh Archie, you are you know, you're kinda slipping, like I, I, I really find that um to be like the the best thing that probably happened to me like this week. And that was just last night. Wow. That was just last night. Yeah. Yeah, God sends the right people at the right time to check us. Because it, because you're right, and people are hearing that um, on the show um, this whole year of almost 16 months of of <clears throat> of isolation. Uh, I I think a, a lot of us have forgotten that we weren't isolated. God gave us an opportunity to be with Him. Yeah. But did we take that opportunity to be with Him? You know, I'm surrounded by by books and i have this collection of books by the way if you have one of my books it's time to return them um you know who you are um um but did i take the opportunity to to read to listen um to really delve into scripture um sometimes as a youth minister as a person working um in the vineyard as a shepherd um everybody looks at you and it's like oh yeah his prayer life is awesome i want Archie's prayer life. I mean, how he worships, how he does that. Um, and then you're like, Ugh. and then someone here is like, man, Archie was having a hard time with that. That's like, if you guys uh, only knew, you know, like prayer the pressure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The pressure. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just as human as you guys are, you know, and everyone thinks that, well, I don't want to say everyone thinks, but maybe, maybe it's a pop popular, um, notion that, you know, youth ministers like built it all, like the Holy. whole youth ministry, like just just on these shoulders. But if it weren't for all the other shoulders around me and us doing one of these, you know, yeah. like like leaning on one another, like that youth ministry wouldn't have been powerful. Like what I said, I had no idea, you know, about um, Vine or like even like where to begin to start creating that content, you know. And so fortunate that those volunteers from uh, from youth ministry showed me, okay, well, like, like, this is how we could shoot it. And like, now I, you know, now I'm very used to and accustomed to, to, to that way of like outreach, you know, yeah. but again, it, it would have never have happened if we never like, you know, did this and like gathered and, and leaned on each other to make it happen. But I got to say is, is the, the asset of, of a good youth ministry is being able to identify the talent in those people and empowering mm. them to do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right. Success of any ministry is reliant on finding those people, empowering them to do it, and giving them the acknowledgement, the affirmation that, hey, you could do this, and encouraging them. Because many a times, even us, when, when we were doing it and someone says, can you do that? It's like, I don't know. I don't have the talent to do that. So I think the only thing that I said no to is, I don't sing. <laughs> I don't sing. Uh, here's a, here's another one thing I, I really wanted to know because yeah. I, I never knew this. Um, but who is an inspirational person in your life? Ooh. You know, I've I've really been blessed to spend pretty much the the good part of my adulthood years. Um, in ministry, and I've been surrounded by a lot of very faithful and influential people, you know, and I've had like a lot of good examples of what it is to be like, what it is to be Christ-like, what it is to be very um, sacrificing and, 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 and selfless for, for others, you know, um, 
But I think a person of, of really great influence to me would definitely be my seventh grade uh, <laughs> uh, 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 CCD teacher. You know, we used to call it CCD back in the day. It's now called Faith Formation. Faith Formation. In fact, if you guys know what CCD stands for, you're drop it. Yourself. You're aging yourself. But <laughs> to make us feel better, right? <laughs> um, put it down in the comments or something. Like, if you know what CCD stands for, you know? Um, and if you do, I don't know, I'll like your comment or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you something. I'll send you like a St. Joseph catechism. <laughs> we'll, we'll send you a sticker. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we'll send you a sticker. Even better. Even um, better, we'll send you a coaster. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to like want to fill up their mug and wake up to this? You know, every time you take a sip of that coffee, you get to just, see this face. Just that right there. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, my my seventh grade CCD teacher, Justa. You know, uh, her name is Justa. She was, I believe, she was from like the island of Palau. You know. Oh. Yeah. So, um. The reason why I say like she was really, really influential, even though I've really only had experiences with her like at class, right? Like at um, at these faith formation classes, the thing that made that like so powerful for me was, you know, I grew up in Moreno Valley, right? Um, St. Chris, St. Patrick. St. St. Christopher's. So I went to St. Christopher's and we had a lot of rowdy kids. You know, we had a lot of rowdy kids like in our, uh, our, our confirmation classes, our, our faith formation classes. And, um, you know, before, before I had a halo over my head, before I became a youth minister, I was also a rambunctious teenager. You know, I was also like one of those rowdy kids. And because I, I, I knew these kids, you know, we would feed off of each other. And unfortunately, sometimes like we wouldn't be the most respectful to her, you know, she, she, Archie? yeah, you know what? Like, I'll, I'm going to be really real no. with you guys. Um, and this is like kind of an exclusive and maybe, you know, I'll, I'll share this testimony. Like, I don't know, like at a retreat when we have in-person retreats again, but, um, we, we went as far as like when she was teaching her class, we would turn our desks around. We would literally pick up our desks and turn them around. And, um, you know, day after day, like we would do things like that, like, I'm not even going to talk about like the other things we did, but like that, that was one of them. But day after day, like week after week, she came to class. She was never late. She was always prepared and she always taught. She always taught us like it was something so important to her. And I started noticing it. And I thought that was like a huge turning point for me. Cause I was just like, what person in their right mind would suffer through this? <laughs> like, like this is it. This like, if this was me, I would have, like a mental breakdown. Like, I, I I don't know if I could even take that, you know? And I said, man, there must be something really special about this. There must be something so important that she would endure, you know, this type of treatment, you know? And I started listening to her, you know, like she had my, 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 my absolute utmost like respect. Like it was it, like, it was, it was nothing short of incredible, you know? Um, so yeah, she, she was like really influential, uh, uh, to me. So, you know, if you're a, if you're a faith formation teacher and you feel, you know, that your, your words are, are falling on deaf ears. Like, I want to let you know, like they're listening, you know, even if they're pretending like not to listen, or even if they're like acting up, like they're listening, you know, like it, it hit me so hard that, 
you know, like it to, to this day, like I'm, I'm old, right? Maybe I don't think I'm going to reveal my age, but I'm old. Like I'm so old that like, you know, we used to call faith formation CCD. Um, but you know, it stayed with me till today and I could still remember like everything about that class. I still remember that moment where I'm like, I need to turn my desk around, you know, like I, I like I, I, I need to hear those. Yeah. I need to hear <clears throat> that. I need to hear the word of God, you know, like I, I, like I need this, this is something super important, you know? So, um, like, don't give up. Don't like, don't lose faith. You know, um, they, those kids hear you and like, it may fall like on a heart that's a little hardened or whatever, or, you know, maybe it's in some thorns right now, but that seed will wiggle its way down, like right. past the thorns. It's going to hit that soil and like the sun, right? Nothing's going to stop the sun from shining on that seed and like, like having it grow. Like it, it might take some time. Just like keep at it. Yeah. I, I love, I love that because there, there are so many faith formation um, teachers out there, catechists, who, who don't get enough. Um, you know, they, they always get teased. It's like, what do you know? And, and um, you know, confirmandi are not listening. You know, I'm not one of those catechists that, that uh, my confirmation class, you all know what I tell you when you misbehave. You're going to hell. <laughs> I have parents who got upset with that. But I love you enough to come back every single day to introduce you to the Word of God, that Jesus loves you enough to get you out of there. He died for you. So, but that was my always my my saying. Yeah, kids misbehave. You all going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> keeping it, no, keeping no, it straight, keeping no, it truthful. I love nobody, it. Nobody, nobody else could get away with that though, yeah. except for me. It's like, and parents were like, "Can I use that?" It's like, no, no, no we're getting trouble. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but that that you know, I, I've always found that you know what. Um, keeping things um, serious, but um, relatable and and real to to young people, um, not just reading them the you know the rote everything, but how does that relate to what you're living today? And that's what um, I, I always said that was what's so important in faith formation was ministry, youth ministry, because that part of faith formation in class needed to be experienced outside of class and that's what youth ministry is now you spent 11 years yeah 11 years i took eight years and i was like i'm done (laughs) you had 11 years and then i remember that day when you announced and i think it was posted that 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 you know you're like leaving and everyone was like what happened? And, and I think some of us was like, is he finally going into the seminary? Yeah. <laughs> so after 11 years, what, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it caught a lot of people by surprise because shock was more like it. Yeah. Shock. I mean, one, if, if you don't know the statistic, the, the statistic for a youth minister is like every three years, like, like that, that's like the lifespan of, of a youth minister usually you know it's like it's kind of a high turnaround for for a job that demands like so much like dedication um you know i had i had 11 years uh in youth ministry where i wasn't just like a youth minister but i was at the same parish for 11 years you know um i mean i guess the secret is i'm just a glutton for punishment i don't know um you know what um i think only youth ministers get that joke yeah 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 it's not a joke yeah <laughs> 
yeah, it's not a yeah, joke. It's not a joke, huh? Um, um, man, that that was like a really crazy time in my life because, you know, um, having spent actually like pretty much my whole adulthood, and I am going to age myself like a little bit here. Um, I went into ministry uh, at the age of, I was 22. Yeah, I was, I was 22. And so went into ministry and, oh, actually, no, wait a minute. I was, I was 21. Yeah, I, I was 21. I, I went into ministry at 21 and I spent pretty much the next 11 years, um, in ministry. So, you know, pretty much my whole adulthood life, you know, like, like I was, I was in ministry and I loved it. You know, <clears throat> I loved being with youth. I, I, I loved seeing that kid that would turn their, their desk around and then to see him do a, like a whole nother 180, not to like face keeps me. You young. Yeah. It keeps you young, but you know, turning that desk around and, and not so much like looking at me, but like now looking at, at God, you know, looking at Christ, you know, lo looking to Mary, you know, it's so they could have a better understanding of who, who Christ was. Yeah, and you then know, you have and how to reach him, and then he's yeah. Filipino, and you have parents like, "When are you going to grow up, Archie?" Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and that was like that was like really kind of a difficult thing, you know. Um, it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, when I said that I wanted to become a youth minister, their first their their first reaction, and bless their hearts, they're very faithful people, but they're like, "Does that mean you're going to become a priest?" <laughs> you know, like they 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 immediately thought that. And I was just like, well, like if God wills it and they're like, is that what they, is that, is, is so, so, so that's it. Like, we're, we're like, you know, our son is going to be gone. He's going to be off to the seminary. We're never going to see you again. And you're just going to, only time we get to see you is at confession. And I'm like, <laughs> well, if that gets you to confession is to come see me. Like, yeah, like, like, let's do it. You know? Um, um, but yeah, like it, it was definitely a difficult thing because education had always been, you know, number one and, you know, to be prosperous and to, you know, hold positions of prestige you know mm -hmm. like become a lawyer become a doctor you know and in fact become a nurse become a nurse yeah and in fact um you know that's what i was like studying i was I, like I, I i was studying like law you know i had an internship um at the da's office in riverside you know like i was very well like on my way uh uh on that path but you know god was just calling me he was just like constantly calling me i was like i think this is where i need to go you know, and then I had this amazing opportunity to go to World Youth Day, you know, um, uh, 2005 in Cologne, Germany, you know, and that was that, that, that was like a huge deal. And in fact, you know, I don't come from like a very like well off family, you know, um, definitely very humble. And my parents, like they provided everything I needed. Like I, I, I never did without things that I needed, you know, so very well taken care of and. You know, I, I, and I played some sports too, but, um, another thing that they helped me with was going to world youth day. And that in and of itself was incredible. Like I've, I've never seen, cause like at this point I'd never been like at a large Catholic event. It's always been at the parish level. Um, I don't think I've even went to like youth day mm -hmm. in Anaheim or even like life teen inspiration, you know? Uh, oh, actually the first year that I ever went to life teen inspiration um, was that, was that year, 2000, uh, 2005, right before World Youth Day. And I was just amazed that, you know, there was like 1300 or yeah, or like 2000 kids actually maybe, maybe even more like celebrating our faith and like coming together, you know, for God. 
And 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 I and and I thought that was like an insane number. When when I got to Cologne, Germany, like it it absolutely blew my mind. Like I was like, there's this many young Catholics that are like yelling for God, um, um, so happy, like genuinely happy, you know. Like I just I couldn't believe it. And and I said, wow, like this is like this is our church, you know. Again, again, like you you know you see you see a building like you see a church just stationary like right here, mm-hmm. but like the church is the people. And like to see that and, you know, to be, you know, at that age, like in, in like in 2005, where, you know, I was definitely I was like an adult and I had never seen anything like that before. Like absolutely um, um, game changing, you know. Uh, and I think that's like what did it for me. And I knew like the, like that was the way I said, you know, like I, I've been studying this and I, I've been kind of training for like, you know, a career in law. But you know, this is where God wants me now. And I said yes to it, you know? Um, and I, I don't regret it for like a single second, you know, like if, if, if I were to wake up tomorrow and it's that day where I had to decide, well, am I going to be active? Like in youth ministry, um, would I have volunteered like at the, at, uh, at the age of 21, you know, where I could be off doing college things. I mean, I was at UCR at the time, so I could have definitely done like college things, you know? I said no, like, 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 like. I would do it exactly the same. I would say yes. Um, I'll help out, get the youth group going, like at St. Christopher's. Yes, like I'll wash cars and sell donuts <laughs> at every mass, like to get to World Youth Day, like in Germany. Um, yes, I'll work for the diocese for eleven years. You know, um, like, I, like I, I would still make all those same decisions. So there's no shoulda, coulda, woulda feelings for you. No, no. The, the only shoulda, coulda, woulda feelings, and, like, I'm going to be 100% honest, would probably be um, that I told my, that I told my volunteers how much they, how much they meant to me. I definitely told them, you know, but I really wish that I focused more of my time on them because I was still very much ministering to um, the youth in our program, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I really wish I focused more time, like, on my uh, on my volunteers, you know, uh, like on my core team, I really wish. And if any of you guys are listening, you know, you guys are the reason why I, uh, like I made it through like 11 years, you know, definitely a lot of prayer, definitely a lot of rosaries. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you guys are like the real reasons why, like I made it like 11 years. Like I didn't have just the lifespan of three years. That's yeah, that's, that's huge. That's, that's a long time. And I'm glad you said something about, um, investing time in your core team because as you know as you progress in youth ministry you find yourself as the administrator but you were like so active because I think you were so relatable the youth who were in your parish and your community were so in love with you I mean my kids that when we when they got to see you I'm like can we have him as a youth minister I'm like no you have me <laughs> It's like, what's wrong with you? Oh my gosh! <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah. We're never gonna take you here again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but man. that is life changing. Going to places like um, like Inspiration, yeah, the Steubenville conferences, and and for a lot of young people, that was that turning point. Was like, wow, there's I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who's in love with my faith. And and for a youth minister, seeing that. Yeah. See, seeing them at adoration mm-hmm. with thousands of other young people, and and you see them, and and you see the transformation. 
you literally, this is what's beautiful about ministry is when you see them have that encounter. It's like, he got it. She gets it. Now what's my role? Now it's my role is accompanying this person to move on and, and to be a leader and yeah. to continue on and to be that instructor that that your instructor, um, Mrs. Um, Justa. Justa, from yeah. being Justa for that person. Um, and, and I think that's, that's what kept me going was to see um, the light. When, when that light hits that person and you're like, wow, you know, this is well worth it. Yeah. You know, just to see them experience the love of Christ. And all of a sudden you're like, that's just, it, it's like the biggest high. It's like the, it's like the biggest youth ministry drug. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. Like, it's yeah. Like, but <clears throat> I want to move on to something because sure. I'm reading this new book um, from Brandon Voigt. It's called Return. If you guys haven't bought it, we're not being sponsored. But Brandon, if you want to send us a couple of copies, we'll share it with um, with people. But I want to share with you some statistics that are so staggering. Um, And it's like, it says here, statistics are troubling. An average of 6.5 people leave the Catholic Church for every one that joins. Six and a half leave for every person that joins. But this is the one that's even more um, staggering. It's it's scary. Um, 50% of young people who were raised Catholic Mm -hmm. are no longer Catholic today. 50%. 50%. And and the issue there is the young adults, yeah. your age group, that that people, you know, when we did ministry, it's it's ministry with people in middle school and high school, and they're so alive. And then they turn 18, they're young adults, and some parishes have great young adult ministries, and there are some really great young adult ministries. I could mention them, but I won't mention them all because I might miss one. Um but most parishes don't have young adult ministries. They have vibrant youth ministries, no young adult ministries. And then you have this parish, this community that has young people, old people, and no young adults. That's, that's, like, the, that's like that gap that's missing. Um, you know, how do you feel about that and what, you know, with, with, with what's going on in our church where... We're missing a lot of the young adults, and what do you think we could do to, to turn that tide, to to bring them back to, to understanding that the church is relevant? Yeah, well, I think it's definitely recognizing that that is something that that is happening within our church. You know, there's a lot of amaze amazing movements of like the Holy Spirit, like within our church, and our church is growing like. Um, in faith and, 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 and it's reaching people and it's converting people, you know, and like, and like that's, and, and like that's great, you know. But I think it's also embracing the fact that, you know, so many of us that were cradle Catholics, born and raised, you know, um, we're like we're, we're losing them, you know, and I think it's because we're, we're not taking advantage of, um, of, of, of outlets, you know, to reach out to these, um, to these young adults, to these young people. You know, for instance, you know, if it weren't for the young people uh, that were my volunteers back in the day that told me about, you know, uh, a Vine and like YouTube and the power of it, um, I would have missed out like on a whole demographic of like mm-hmm. people to, 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 to bring to our church, you know? And I think like the church has to embrace different facets um, to reach 
young adults and to really learn how to speak the language that they're speaking today. You know, like, for instance, like you having a having this platform, this podcast, podcasts are insanely popular, you know, and it was so easy for me to like, like come to you and then just talk about whatever it is like we need to talk about, you know, and can you imagine that? as a young Catholic, you're like, you're, you're struggling and you're, and you're, and you're listening to your music or you're, 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 you're listening to your favorite podcast. And then you see, you know, like this weird <laughs> yellow and purple sticker, like pop up and you're like, well, okay, I kind of recognize this little like circle symbol, like right here. Yeah, you, you guys know with, what it looks like. With, with right? that cross. Yeah. With that cross, you're you just know, like, all right, just, like, let me just shape like the Eucharist. Yeah. Just say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like very subtly, like, like put in there and you just click on it. And then you're just like, whoa, you know, like here are like a lot of things. Um, they're talking about like a lot of things that I went through and this is like why I fell away. But now these people are like back, you know, like maybe it's time for me to come back yeah. or wow. Like I, I get to hear stories of like struggles and like, it's, it's so relatable and it's, and it's really being relatable. Right. You, like, I really hope that when I was in ministry, I didn't look like some like some saint statue, you know, because how unapproachable is that? In fact, when I first started ministry, um, I got this all the time. Like people always told me, Archie, you don't even look like you believe in God. I was just like, I was just like, what? And and, and let me hair. explain. Yeah, and like <laughs> I'm gonna send some pictures to Arnell and to like his producer because you guys will see exactly like like what I'm talking about. I mean. You know, 10, <laughs> ten, like 15 years ago, you know, um, uh, I was actually, before I was playing with the Chris Australia Music Ministry, before I was doing worship music, um, I was in like this power pop band, right? Basically like an emo band, right? Um, and we were, you know, we, we, were, we were playing shows and like, I looked like, like one of those hardcore, like emo kids, you know? Um, I had like the swooped hair, <laughs> you know, I- All wearing I, black. Yeah, wearing, wearing all black, just looking really, really edgy. And, um, I, I guess I didn't fit the bill, but whenever someone talked to me and they, they learned like I was active in my faith or I was a youth minister, like people were taken aback. I remember, I, I distinctly remember, I think it was like my third year at UCR. Um, I did this interview for like this, uh, uh, the Highlander magazine, right? Um, and this girl was interviewing me and she said, yeah, so, you know, um, campus life like 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 what do you do you know and and what do you do outside of campus and so i told her oh you know afio you know that's the, <laughs> that that's the pre-law fraternity i was like all right like I, like i was i was part of that for a little bit or i went to like a few of those meetings um and you know i'm actually also a youth minister and like she stopped dead in her tracks she's just like wait can we back up um you're you're a what i was like <laughs> i'm a youth minister like at my church like here in riverside and she was just like, I would have, and, and, and that's when I heard it for like the first time she said, man, I would have never have thought, you, you know, you're a follower of God, you know, a follower of Jesus Christ. I would have never thought that you'd be like involved in faith. And then like this, she actually dropped the interview and she just talked to me about that. Like, it, like I, I don't even think my interview made it into the Highlander cause she only asked me questions of like about faith, how, about faith and like how I got into it, you know? And she's just like, yeah, I've been away for a long time. And I said, well, you know, uh, you may have been away for a long time, but God's been waiting for you this whole time. So when you're ready, he's ready. And that's all I said. And I really wish I would have uh, kept in contact with her, you know, because I, ha I have no idea where she's at, you know. But, you know, I pray that, you know, 
at some point, you know, you're, you're able to feel that you belong, that, you know, you are missed, that even if you've been gone this whole time, however, however long it was, someone's been waiting for you like the, like that whole time. And those words is for anyone who's listening, who may have been having that experience of, of missing God, especially during this pandemic where you've been alone. Uh, Archie's words are for you, um, that God has never left. You're not alone. Um, I have this image sometimes, even myself, when, when God is absent, I have my back turned. Yeah. And he never turns your, his back on you. Mm-hmm. He's always there. He always has his mm-hmm. arms outstretched, open, waiting, calling you home, calling you back to him. Um, thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people need to hear that. And in, in a world of hurt today um, and, and these statistics that are staggering, uh, I feel that it's not that they want to leave. It's that um, they're waiting for an invite. Uh, they're waiting for someone to speak their language and 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 do exactly what you did to that one for that one person is just be yourself and i i tell people it's like you know how can i how can i evangelize just be yourself yeah be yourself share yourself um which which is amazing because are you going back to being a youth minister Man, what a, you know what? <laughs> you know, so I oh just threw that gosh. in there. Yeah. <laughs> I just threw that in there. It's like... You are so slick, Arnell. <laughs> My goodness. Um, it's so funny, like how all this happened, you know, how I reconnected with Arnell because like I, I haven't, man, we, we, we haven't spoken maybe in like f- at least five or six years, yeah. right? Because like we were still like text messaging each other, like even though uh, we, we didn't see each other like physically. Um, I was trying to get but, information. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how do you do this? Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's like something that's always been in, like on my heart. I mean, it was it, it, being a youth minister, just being involved with church, just being in love with Christ is, has, has been such like a huge part, um, has been such a huge part of my life. And it really defined like, like who I was like as a person, like if you would ask anyone in church or even outside of church, people that I knew like in downtown or like like in the music scene, they, they'd be like, oh yeah, that's, yeah, Archie, he's he's a youth minister. He's a youth minister. Yeah, it's like, no, he doesn't play bass in some, he's not some emo bass player, you know, like he's he's the youth minister. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've definitely thought about it and it's like something that's been like tugging on my heart. Maybe not so much and this is something that I, that I need to spend some time in prayer to really contemplate it, but I really feel that God has been calling me, calling me back to him to like serve in a more, uh, present and a more active like way and what way is that or like how can i do that how can i go about it i'm, I'm, I'm still not 100 sure um you know that again that's something that i need to spend time with god uh like on that topic and, and really pray um about it but you know uh getting back into music ministry and like throwing like events and and having these spaces of like worship where we could gather um I, th- I think is a good start, you know, right. where, okay, like maybe I'm not dedicating week after week, day after day to like hosting, like, like these events, you know, or, or having a core team like behind me, but you know, every couple months, like this is what I do, you know? And then I'm slowly getting like more and more, 
um, involved. And in fact, it's so funny, like when we started this band Sparrow, you know, we never really intended to be a ministry. Yeah. Like we weren't even planning on ever organizing or hosting any events or or doing any praise and worship nights. We're just like, yeah, if a church needs us, they'll call us. Yeah. They'll they'll handle everything and we'll just show up and we'll play and then, you know, then like we'll we'll go about the rest of our day. But, you know, we answered the call. God said, Well, I, like I need you, you know? Um God said, you know, like the the, the people need you, the community needs you. Yeah. And so, okay, so we started, like, organizing events. We were like, okay, we'll, like, we'll do one, you know? Yeah, I'm glad you um, mentioned that because um, we got connected again because of Sparrow. Yeah. And, um, you know, because you're, you're having Father Tim Grumbach on. By the way, um, we're going to release this probably tomorrow or the next day. Cool. So in time for the June 5th. Uh, event that you guys are having where you have Father Tim, um, who's going to be speaking. Um, and, and that's, you know, someone, someone tagged, um, um, the podcast in there and said, have you heard oh. of Father Tim? And then you responded. And I was like, who's, who is this? And it was like, yeah. Archie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 uh, because you didn't, you didn't DM me as Archie. You, DM me a sparrow. Yeah, DM and, you a sparrow. And I was like, I know, I know. It's like it's Archie. I think it's Archie. Yeah. And, and then you said, Yeah, this is Archie. I was like, Oh, he's back. He's back. Oh my he's goodness. Back. So tell us, tell us first, yeah. what is Sparrow, and and tell us how you got started with this. Sure. So Sparrow, I mean, it's a collection of like different musicians. Like we've all been you know, really active in the adult community, like before, you know, um, before the lockdown happened, before the pandemic and everything. Um, we've always like played at little events here and there for like the Newman Center. Um, and then finally, we we're just like, you know, we're, we're playing with each other often. Like, why don't we just start a group of like these core musicians? So that way, you know, we could stay rehearsed. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. That way we could like stay rehearsed. And we don't have to stress about like getting ready for like another event or whatever it is, you know, retreat, praise and worship night, um, being like liturgical musician, Ooh, excuse me, being liturgical uh, musicians, like let, let's just stay rehearsed. And so, yeah, so, so we did that. And, um, you know, when the pandemic happened, like, we're just like, well, that was nice. <laughs> we, we literally played one event, like, like as a collective whole, like as Sparrow, um, and then the pandemic happened and we went on full lockdown a few months went by and I think like, you know, everyone could attest to it where you're getting a little stir crazy and we're just like, you know, we need to be a little bit more than a band. I think we need to provide a place for people to gather safely, of course, you know, and, um, and, and just express faith, you know, like l l let's get our community going again. And so we threw an event in September, like late September of 2020, you know, um, and we limited the, the number of people who could go there. So that way, you know, we could socially distance six mm -hmm. feet apart. You know, we had everyone bring their own chairs, you know, everyone was required to like wear masks and everything like that. And we hold and we held it outside. So, um, we held it outside. We did, um, what did we do? We, we had a guest speaker come out, uh, Abraham. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had Abraham come down, Abraham via um awesome awesome shout out uh, to abraham yeah shout out to abraham awesome individual super humble you know yep. um but he he agreed to it and and 
and it, and, and it was a good time. And we said, man, you know, we need to, we need to continue this, you know, because not only are we serving, you know, our need to express ourselves musically and like, this is our gifts that we're given to God, but we need to be able to, uh, uh, continue to share those gifts and give people platforms or, uh, just provide spaces for people to worship. To, I'm glad you share that because yeah. I think you're hitting the nail on the head with, with, it's not home church. You know, this is not, you know, I, I correct me if I'm, 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 I'm not interpreting this right, but Sparrow is not like some, what some people have in, in our Protestant brothers and sisters where they have home churches. You guys are a worship, a worship team and, and, you're providing a space, and I think that's what the church needs to understand is providing young adults a space to be able to come together yeah. and praise, yeah, praise yeah. and worship. Because uh, I think what a fear of of the church and leaders in the church is that you guys are doing this and you're having music, and their focus is you should just be going to the mass. The mass is enough. Yeah. And folks, if you're listening to this and, and you're a leader in the church, the mass is, and the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. But to feed young people and to give them and allowing them and affirm that the space that they're creating is church, is church, will allow the, the answer to this hemorrhaging that we're having a fifty percent of 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 baptized Catholics leaving yeah. is because they're 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 looking for that space. This is a new group of people, young people who are hungry for what your you and and Sparrow are are providing. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting to see young people um, come together. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at your Instagram, and it's like, oh. Well, it's not just a talk. It's not just music. I have confession. Father Partida. Shout out to Father Partida. Yeah. Gotta love Father Partida. It's like, by the way, Father Partida, thank you for always sponsoring me to go to those trips. <laughs> Don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but confessions. Yeah. And, and Eucharistic adoration. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that's really important to us because I know you know, we're, we're often referenced, and I, and, I, and I do that to Sparrow as well, that, you know, we're, we're a worship band or we're you know, we're worship leaders, you know, but we're very sacramentally centered. Yes. You know, and so the whole idea was the, the, the very first, the very first event that we had back in September. Yes, it was a praise and worship night, but we fought hard, you know, to, or I don't want to say fought hard, but we did our best to invite all the priests that we knew, you know, to be there so we could have the opportunity for the sacrament of reconciliation can you imagine like in that whole time that we've been apart from like one another you know we all needed that healing that comes from mm -hmm. like reconciliation you know we, we needed to come back together as a church you know um confession is not just you know saying like a laundry list of things that you've okay. done to offend someone to offend god you know it's 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 a it's a reconciliation of a relationship where someone loves you so much that you spit in their face and their arms are still going to be wide open they won't even wipe the spit mm -hmm. off of their face god won't even wipe the spit off of his face you'd be like you know what this sin some people would say oh it's a spit in the face and like that person that you you know uh just 
just cleared out your lungs with phlegm and just let it out on them, you know, and they're just smothered in like this gross, disgusting mucus and just this dirty, infested thing, you know, would never take you back. But that's not true. You know, God wouldn't waste his time to wipe his face. He, He like he'd use his hands to embrace you. He wants to reconcile with you. And so we made it like such a huge point to have priests there. And you know what? We, we did get a couple of no's and we respect it because, you know, a lot of people were still being very cautious mm-hmm. and, you know, nothing against them. Like, you know, that like like that, that's um, that that was their choice, you know, but at the end of it, we were able to get two priests there and we offered reconciliation. And a lot of people came up to us and and, and shared with us, you know, this is the first time that like I've, I've really been outside of my house other than maybe the grocery store, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and this is the first time that I've, I've, I've been to confession, not just like during quarantine, you know, but like in years, you know, and man, that was like, that was such a blessing, you know, um, I, I, I can't begin to tell you like what that meant to like us as a group. And after that, and that event was really going to be like our only thing that we did, you know, we were just like, all right, cool. Um, you know, we did this one event, we're good. But after that one event, we're just like, we we need to keep sharing this space with people so that way they could be in a place where they can reconcile with God, you know? So us as a worship band, yes, we are, but sacramentally focused, you know, that is the center of um, who we are. And actually, you know, my bandmates, my goodness, like even, even through quarantine, they were teaching faith formation via zoom. Uh-huh. And that, like that, that, that to me was amazing. You know, um, Jenny and Anthony, newly married couple, only been married for a year. They, I was wondering why they were holding on to each other. Yeah, like, yeah, they're holding uh, on. Yeah, I think they're that, a little yeah, close. That's them right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can we leave some space for God, please? Thank you. Uh, but young married couple, they've only been married for a year, and they're still serving the church. You know, um, this was something that was so important to them, and like I really admire that about them. I mean, like, look how much joy th- this was. This right. was taken almost two years ago, like, or actually, that was that picture was taken, uh, um, like a couple months before quarantine. Actually, before everything hit, that was like our first event, like as a band. Um. Anyways, yeah, that that, that was that that was our. And our, you have our Hillary pictures. Yeah, Hillary, Jerry myself and we actually have one person that's not in there um her name is fernanda she's awesome vocalist if you guys come out june 5th like you'll be able to like uh see and like meet her and everything uh, like another amazing woman of faith right there but um yeah it's it it, it 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 just dawned on us that this is so this isn't just important to us it's important to um the people who come or the people who are thinking about coming you know like to these events it's you know it's it's beautiful to hear uh, for a person who's older, no longer a young adult. It's always beautiful to hear that there are active young people who are choosing to be messengers, mm. you know, messengers of God. And Acts too, you know, you bring Christ, and three thousand at the end of that chapter yeah. are converted. They come to the Lord, and that's yeah. what you guys are doing. It's beautiful what you guys are doing, providing that space that safe space for people to love and fall in love, to be reconciled, to hear not your message, but the message of Christ. Um, that 
you know, they are in the midst of chaos. Mm -hmm. But there is freedom in believing. There's freedom in believing. I'm so happy that that you came here. You know, it's yeah. Like, what does sparrow mean? Oh, so sparrow. Yeah. So sparrow, um, it's a bird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's that. actually it's actually Latin. So it's a it's a it's a Latin word, um, and it's actually a verb. So uh, translated, it, it means to hope, or I hope. You know. So the the I, the literal translation is like I hope sparrow. I hope. Um, and we still use it as a verb, but, you know, we tell people it means to hope, mm -hmm. like a verb to take action. So, you know, we're, we're all about taking action in our faith. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to leave it just to something that's very, you know, introspective, but we want to act on that faith, act on that hope, like, like in our environment, you know, we just, we, we want to be active in faith. You know, we're young adults. We still have a lot of energy. You know, um, and if we're blessed to have that Holy Spirit, that fire like within us, that's right, man, we're going to like ignite the lands. So that's what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Before I ask my final question, I got a speed part. Sure. Okay. Because mm. after that seriousness, I got to go to speed here. It's a favorite TV show. Walking Dead right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Walking Dead. It's like my wife watches that. That will come, and she's like, um, "I don't think that's very Christian." It's like this is so amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. Um, favorite band? Oh man, Sparrow. Sparrow. <laughs> favorite singer? Favorite singer. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say right now, uh, Janet Jackson. Because, like, whenever I hear Janet Jackson on the radio, like, I just get down on it. Like it's... He's going to start getting up. He's going to yeah. do the dance. <laughs> yeah. All right. Favorite worship song to sing? Oh, my goodness. So, Hillsong's song, um, When My Feet, yeah, uh, When My Knees Touch the Ground. Or, oh, man. So, I'm, I'm forgetting the title of the song right now, but the lyrics are, um, I'm going to look up on my phone, actually. Like the, the, the I I want to give you guys the exact song title because I think everyone needs to hear it. This is amazing. By the way, if you have not heard Archie sing on June five when you guys come, it's gonna be amazing. Actually, I'm gonna try to see if my wife would go with me. It'll be a date. Oh, that'd be awesome! Like, yeah, we, we we'd love to have you, man. So it's. Uh, Touch the Sky by Hillsong United. Touch the Sky. Yeah. And like one of the things, um, one of the lyrics in here that like, that really, really hit me and like, this is probably why it's so powerful to me is, um, I touch the sky when my knees hit the ground, you know, like at our lowest, you know, like, <sighs> yeah, when you're at your lowest like point, you feel like that's like the end of the world. But like for us. Christians, you know, for us Catholics, you know, the moment that we could surrender whatever it is that's going on in our lives and like our, our knees hit the ground, you know, yeah. that's when we're the closest to like divinity, you know, because finally we're just, we're in that position where we could fully trust, you know, like what God has in store for us. So, you know, I remember the first time I heard that song, I'm not like, I'm not like a crier, but like I, I was, I was, He's man. He's a weeper. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So the man weeps. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid that not telling people who are such like a big part of my life or not letting people know who were such a big part of my life that they were a big part of my life, you know? So it's kind of like my mission now to like reach out to those people and say, because of you, I was able to be in ministry and, and, and do this for as long as I, I have. Wow. Last question. What are you learning about yourself lately? I leave the hardest ones for last. <laughs> I think now, um, I think now more than ever, what I'm learning is, you know, m my first ministry should always be like my family, you know, fa family as my first ministry. Um, but what that also entails is like, you know, you're like, you're my family, hey. you know, you're my, you're my brother in Christ. Like, you are so important to the ecosystem that keeps, you know, Archie's world, like, like running. Like if, if you're to like no longer exist, you know, that ecosystem would like start to break down. I mean, can you imagine like all this time has passed between like you and I, but here we are in this yep. room, you know, and like, and you're asking these questions and like, these are things that I haven't thought about, like in like a long time, you personal know? questions, personal questions. So, you know, um, that family is my first ministry that, yes, I have to take care of like my parents, my brother, my sister, you know, but my family in Christ is just as important. And if this is a talent, um, or if I have a talent that I could share, like just share it, you know, if, if, if I could do something that would like reach someone somewhere, like just do it. Like there's the, like, there's no risk. The only risk that like I might have is not knowing what it could have done. So, you know, that's not something that, um, that's not something that's not a place where I want to yeah. be. Don't leave it to regrets. Yeah. Don't leave it to regrets. So Archie, you're, you're, you're playing with your worship band mm -hmm. Sparrow. Where can our listeners connect, um, with you online or, or however, and how can they connect with you guys? So you guys could connect with you with personally us and with the group. Via, yeah, you know, well, one, like in prayer, like, you know, please pray for us. Prayer is like something that's so important, so powerful. And even if I never get to meet you, you know, like face to face, like just know that you lifting us up in prayer is allowing us to like continue to do this ministry. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm praying for you guys too. Um, you could find us. You know, if you want to see what we're doing like day to day, um, you could, you could find us on social media. Uh, Instagram is like where we're now like more active. Like, you know, I've, I've convinced the band to, to be a little bit more present there. And like, I'm, uh, I'm kind of like seeing the overseeing like the Instagram page. So, you know, you could reach me directly there. Uh, you could shoot me. <laughs> yeah. You could, you could, uh, shoot me like a DM there. Uh, Sparrow worship, uh, Sparrow underscore worship. So you could find us there on Instagram and we're currently working on getting, um, you know, our Facebook up and running and we just want to keep expanding because we want to be able to, uh, 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 just reach as many of you as possible, you know, to minister to as many people as possible. So, uh, but Instagram would definitely be like the best way to reach us and, and, and to see where we're at and what we're doing. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for providing that space. 
thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, uh, this, thanks for having me. This, this is this is just like I'm just having fun. It's like um, we could basically record this and just talk, and you know we're gonna have tenola after this because my wife made some Filipino tenola. So you guys are welcome to come if you can find the house. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. This is this is amazing. Catching up is always one of the most beautiful things um, in ministry. Yeah. It's it's always I always look at that when when Saint Paul would go on his his ministry. And he would come back. I always have this image because I'm Filipino that he'd come back and have Tenola with his friends. <laughs> but this is this is what ministry is, folks. This is coming together. This is seeing what things are going on, what Archie is doing. So come support. Um, and man, thank you again. Yeah, no problem. And June fifth, I know you guys heard it a, a couple times, but June fifth at Saint Francis de Sales. In downtown Riverside, that's where we're going to be June 5th, uh, 6.30 p.m. We're going to have Father Tim Grumbaugh uh, give like a special message. Uh, We're going to have adoration, you know, so we're going to be there sacramentally with God. We're going to have reconciliation. And so like I really invite you, you know, to come closer to God to reconcile that relationship because he's he's been waiting for you. He loves you. So June 5th, that's a Saturday, St. Francis de Sales in Riverside. Google map it. Um, we'll post the address um, on our Instagram. Give you directions on how to get there. Um, is there? Do they have to register or anything? Just show up. You could. Um, it, it'd be nice. You can register. Like if you go to our Instagram, we have like a link in our bio uh, that you could click on and register. Uh, that way, we you know we could prepare. But if we just got a flood of people, I would not be mad at it. So don't even worry about like registering. Just come down. Just come as you are. Just come down and. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll welcome you with open arms. Yeah, come as you are. Remember, this is not youth ministry. There's no pizza. <clears throat> <laughs> Literally, no pizza. Well, fam, that's all we have for this time around. Um, I hope um, I hope what we shared here. I hope what Archie shared with us connected with you. Please share the our podcast with all those um, with people that you know, um, just to get them to connect. Also, support us. Like us on an Instagram. Give us a like on our page, um, as Tony's going to kill me. This is on that YouTube channel. Make sure people subscribe on Spotify, on iTunes, whatever it is. If you guys have a comment, you guys want to connect with us, send us an email at catholic.dad50 at gmail.com. And again, as producer Tony says, if you want to send us a couple of bucks on PayPal or Venmo or whatever, or you want to support us on our Patreon Feel free to do that. If you're one of the high school students who don't have a job, have your parents do it for you. You know, as little as a dollar, five dollars, whatever, we'll accept anything. It helps us with our mission to support young people trying to live out their faith. 100% of what we what we take into this podcast goes back to young people. And maybe one day if we actually hit big, we'll be helping Archie and any of the ministries that are out there. So that's all we have, folks. And as usual, as we always say, live a life of holiness, be blessed, and be third. God bless you guys. of you and highs and lows a new perspective everywhere you go open up your mind and drown with the noise different generations of the girls and boys so sit back and relax this cat the podcast don't overreact if the thoughts are abstract when it's hosted by catholic dog dad who knows what's gonna happen hey what's up fam 
Different points of view and highs and lows A new perspective everywhere you go Open up your mind and drown with the noise And see if disconnected What's up fam? To connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along Spec runaway thoughts like a runaway train Break into conversation like links up a chain Make a Hail Mary pass, hope disconnects Have a question for a guest, put it to rest Live a life of holiness, lead by example Follow at catholic.dead and many tingled <laughs> Christ leads our way, he's the good shepherd Pray for one another, be blessed and be there Different points of view and highs and lows A new perspective everywhere you go Open up your mind and drown with the noise and see if disconnected Attention passengers, we've now reached our destination. We hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day. This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021, T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.